Good, uh, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you're having a wonderful Tuesday. Um, from the University of New Haven, you're listening to 88.7 WNHU West Haven, playing the music we love. In this case, we're talking about some sports, and this is Joy and Pain. This is the inaugural session of Joy and Pain. I'm Devin. I'm Chris. And I'm Eric. And uh, let's get it started. We're going we're gonna to cover a few topics today. We're going to start us off with some preview of the Super Bowl. Uh, then we're going to head on over to some NBA storylines. And we're going to talk. And then after that, we're going to talk a little bit about the MLB offseason. And we have a few Twitter questions about that as well. So we're going to get there. And let's get started. So Super Bowl preview, guys. Yeah, so we got Patriots, Rams. Patriots again. Hey, can't. Let me just set the, the tone for the show right now because I hate the Patriots with a passion. Can I stand them? I'm a Jet fan. I'm a Jet fan. <laughs> they're there for the third year in a row, and it just sickens me that they're still here. And and that's their motto, too. We're still here. When I just don't understand how they, they could take that underdog role when they've been so yeah. successful and nobody's counting them out. So they're just yeah. like, I don't know, just stupid. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I'm, I'm a hater as well. I mean, if you were listening last week... Uh, I'm a Steeler fan, so I'm not not the biggest fan of the Patriots. But I've learned since we've seen this story too many times before. I respect them, and I understand why they're there. But my biggest issue with them in it, besides them being in it, is that we're still here. We're under no one besides Max <laughs> Keller. Besides these few talking heads on TV and radio, besides us. <laughs> um, they're they're just they're just creating storylines stuff. They're just they. I mean, obviously, I'd love to agree with them that Tom Brady's too old, Belichick yeah. like it's time to end. But it's not. We still they still won eleven games. They still got a bye week. That's also due to the Texans blowing it in the regular season. So if anyone's to be blamed, I blame the Houston Texans because if they didn't have that uh, bye week, that second uh, second seed, then maybe we'd have a different representer in the AFC. But that's a different discussion. I think if Tom Brady was really the goat, air quotes asterisks next to his name, <laughs> if he was really the goat, I think he wouldn't he wouldn't do stunts like this. He would just put his head down and keep doing what he's doing, keep working. He wouldn't pull these stunts where he's like rolling people up and all this stuff. So I think that that damages his legacy based on what he's doing right now. But Michael Jordan didn't do stuff like that. It's it's he's the goat. Just just stop hating. I'm gonna try my hardest. <laughs> To defend him because I know these two are. Hey, two. hey I I've said he's the goat. He definitely I have is. Said he's the goat. I I don't like saying he's the goat, but he is. You can't refute that he is. I just don't get what he's. You know why? You know I think I know why he's doing because he already knows he's the goat, and it's just like we're in it again. So now he could do. He could say and do whatever he wants. I feel like he can rob a bank in Boston, <laughs> and they would like arrest the cops that would arrest him. Like he could get away with whatever he wants. Up there, so it it doesn't matter. Like he's already, he could do it. Everyone, he's immortalized already, and he's still playing at forty one. I keep hearing yep. that number, yep. and I'm sick of hearing that number. And he says he's not retiring after this game, so get another at least another, another year of him. Another year, horrifying. Yeah, <laughs> but it is crazy that he's still playing at this level at forty one years old. And I think my hate isn't there. Because you guys constantly get beat by him all the time. My Giants took care of him both Super Bowls. So yeah, see, that's why that's, he doesn't, that's he the doesn't difference. mind him because his no, I don't. dopey Eli won. <laughs> and I respect Eli, too. He gets a lot of trash, too. But 
That's another all the time. Yeah. All the time. Yeah, Eli's on my short list too. <laughs> <laughs> short list. Uh, yeah, but all right. Well, enough about just talking about the goat and whatever. And I think it's also Brady and Belichick go hand in hand because Belichick is a black magic robot emperor. He's literally the emperor from Star Wars. It's like <laughs> I, I, I the comparison is uncanny, but. <laughs> They just go hand in hand. I think without the other one is not as great as the other. They're still great, obviously, by themselves. That yep. because Belichick still, when Brady was out for the whole season, he, Matt Castle won 11 games. Like, yeah, okay. True. I think Garoppolo And name and other superstars too. on the team. Yeah, you can say Gronk and all these guys, but the one constant has been Mr. Bill Belichick and Mr. Pretty Boy Tom Brady. <laughs> Well, like, what do you guys think about what's going to be the outcome of the Super Bowl? Do you think the Rams have a shot, or do you think it's just going to be pure dominance by the Patriots? I think it's going to be a close game, definitely, because I do think Sean McVay is this next, this new generation of just, he's just like a ridiculous offensive mind. This is the league now. He's set up, because you look at that team, they don't have, like, mega, they do have superstars, but they don't have, like, like, I'm not trashing Goff, but Goff isn't. And he get. I think Goff's a little underrated. I think he should get a little more due. But I think that's because of McVeigh, mm. is why he's so good. And you got Gurley. They got. They got some good, nice running game there. Um, but that defensive line is going to be key in this game. Yeah, I think the if they're able to get pressure on Brady, I think they have a shot. If they're able to get yeah. him on the ground and uh, rattle pressure him up, up a little the bit, middle, because that's mm-hmm. how you get that team. I think they have a shot, but. If they don't, and just like the the Chiefs last week, who just let them get first downs left and right, yeah, I don't think they have. Abysmal. I don't think they have a shot at. No, doing but that's anything. not the defense. That's just Tom Brady slinging it within the first two seconds. He gets it out so quick. Get, he's just that's no Josh on McDaniels him, right yes, there. But when he's taking a three step or a five step drop and then just zinging it to the first guy he sees, which is what's happening pretty much on every single pass play, you, you it's hard to get there. To, yeah, to beat that team, you have to. You have to play their game. You have to you have to have a Belichick mindset on defense. Like the la- the last time the the Pats lost this year was thankfully my team back in whatever week 15, 16. And how they did that, if you're watching the great Tony Romo call in that game, he was saying they're doing what the Patriots do, but against the Patriots and it proved they they only scored 10 points in that game. That game shouldn't have been that close, but whatever. Um, yeah, <laughs> you got you got to mix up coverages. You got to amoeba style that defense, and you got to mix blitzes because Brady can read a defense. He's forty-one. We all know he's been around. We know this. McDaniel's knows how to. He, Josh McDaniel's has has been having a great postseason right now, mm-hmm. calling these games. And guys, like, it's ridiculous. It's like, guys, are wide, they're wide yeah. open. Yeah, you, you, don't you can't know how play they, zone. They do this. Like, yeah. Just, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> like, crazy. it's so perfect that it's, like, disturbing to yeah. watch yeah. as a non-fan of the team. It's like, this is ridiculous. Like, what's happening here? Yeah. I think the key for the Rams, too, is the health of Excuse Todd me. Gurley. If, he, if he's really healthy, if he's hurt, like, nobody knows what the, what the deal is mm-hmm. with him, but... Also, C.J. Anderson has played a big part in this offense, too. So they're not really missing Gurley, but I think if he's back and healthy, I think it adds an, another element to their offense that could help beat the Patriots. Definitely. Yeah, they're gonna. the key for them is going to have to be ball control offense, run the ball, keep Brady off the field, and then on defense, please don't play zone. Like, you have to play man. Cover those white dudes. <laughs> Cover Edelman, Hogan. 
Gronk. I mean, that's not easy, obviously, but if you cover him as best you can and get as much pressure as you can right up the middle, because that's how you stop Brady. Because you, like Eric was saying before, he gets the ball out quick. It takes longer to pass rush from the edges. That's mm-hmm. why he's so good. When yeah. you blitz from the edge, he that's like, mm-hmm. please do it because it's there's <laughs> no ch- you're just taking away extra defenders that be co- can be covering these wide open dudes downfield. So you got to get right up the middle as soon as that's how and put up those hands. Even if you don't get to them, just get those hands up yeah. and try to, try to swat, swat it. Uh, that's why there is hope because you do have the best defensive player on the yeah. field yep. Aaron with Aaron Donald, who literally looks like the Hulk. <laughs> so <laughs> that's cool. And yep. Sue is is not a bad player either those two I'd be horrified playing against those guys uh, going back to what Chris said before I do not believe Todd Gurley is healthy I do not believe he will be healthy for this game he'll be stronger but I think the reason why the Rams have been so successful is that they actually have a huge advantage with CJ Anderson I think the difference between Todd Gurley and CJ Anderson at this point it's not the difference like Todd Gurley might get him an extra touchdown but it's it's not much it's the difference between the two are not great because C.J. Anderson hasn't had the carries this season. He's fresh. He's the freshest guy in the NFL right now. That's huge. He's so beyond healthy and he's so big that all these guys are tired after they've played 18 games already in this regular season. Football's a tough sport. They're practicing all the time. C.J. Anderson's just been able to bully these guys down because he's so big and he's in in good shape. He's ready to play. He's a bowling ball pretty much. Yeah, but now Belichick has two games of tape on him. To prepare for him, so he, like the other two teams didn't have that that tape on. But it's on not him, so that; it's just really he's prepare. fresher than everyone else. He's he's gonna, yeah, gonna be able a, to bowl these factor. guys over because they're more tired than now. The advantage is that they have two weeks to get healthy again and get less tired, so and so called, or I'm, they have less strain yeah, on them. They I'm have a nice the, two week break, but it's still they played eighteen games yeah. there. Meanwhile, on the other side, the Patriots have four different guys at the back. I mean, yeah, and one of them is James Devlin, but who's a fullback. But he's, they still use him, and he's productive. Yep. And then you got Rex Burkhead. You mm. got James White. You got Sony. They're like what? They're like a different tool, a Swiss Army knife <laughs> yeah. for that offense. And it's it's just hard to stop those guys. And then you just you put in one next play, put in the other one. Fresh legs, rotation, nonstop. I haven't seen anybody actually been able to cover James White yet. No, so no far in the NFL, nope. nobody can stay with him. One on one, great fantasy option. Yeah, I guess. So. Yes, too. PPR. <laughs> he's PPR fantastic in yeah. PPR. Yeah, but in real life football, he's also really good. As not one guy can stay with him. No linebackers, safety, corner. I think that's where Josh McDaniels is plays a huge role because he knows how to get him in position where. Guys can't even get to him, and then when they do, James White does the rest of the work and breaks a few tackles, makes a few moves, and he's gone. Yeah. And that's where Braden has to throw it three feet to his right or left in the flat. He doesn't have to do anything. gets mm-hmm. untouched, and James White does the rest. And then the next play, you either go Edelman's wide open down the field on a slant or Gronk is just impossible because he's a man-child <laughs> thing. I don't even know how to describe yeah. that guy. He's been a little off this whole season. Yeah. He's not, he's he's not, not healthy. healthy. No, he's not healthy, no, but, but he's, he's been still... a blocking menace. Yeah, yeah well, he's killing it in the blocking. Yeah, that's but... you. See, that's it's the do-your-job mentality. <laughs> that's where Belichick's so good. If you, I'm going to tell you what to do. If you do it, the guy next to you does it, and the guy next to him does it, 
that we're going to win, and none of you need to be superstars. That's where they prove, Belichick proves you don't have to have ta- talent. They, as far as in the AFC, I don't. I think that team doesn't is not anywhere near the top of talent no, wise, definitely no. not. by far. No, um, like compare you compare to the Steelers or the Chiefs. Yeah, they're phenomenal. Chargers roster, Chargers, the whole Chargers roster, and (laughs) Patriots steamrolled two of those teams this year. (laughs) So twice, twice against the Chiefs, and did it against the Chargers in the playoffs. Yeah, you got to give the Chiefs some credit though. They competed both times against. um, Oh yeah, because Mahomes is the real deal. That guy's the real deal. If they get any semblance of a defense, if their defense was mediocre, they would be in the Super Bowl right now. It's hard for that defense with Mahomes, though. He's the way so he slings yeah. it he and stakes, the way he gets so down the field so quickly. And they're just in, like, prevent defense 24-7. Yeah, yeah Tyreek Hill, too, is a special player. His, his yes. Burning, yeah. burning speed, his athleticism. He's perfect LC. for yeah. today's yeah. game, Tyreek Hill. I still believe, like, 20 years ago, Tyreek Hill might not even be in the league, but that's a different story for another yeah, day. Yeah, the deep <laughs> threat wasn't really – you had to be, like, Randy Moss or something. Yeah, yeah. deep threat. I remember when Mike Wallace was good and then mm-hmm. he just fell off the face of the earth. Thought he was injuries. too valuable. There's a little injuries too, there. Yeah. Just a little bit. Uh, going back to the Rams, not only do they have to beat the Patriots and their their scheme, Don't their whatever, the black magic, whatever they yeah. do, <laughs> but they also got to beat the refs. Oh, there he goes. They have to withstand all like, the lucky stuff that the Patriots get. Like, there he like goes. Like when Edelman touched the ball, didn't touch the ball. Like, <laughs> he I didn't know, touch the ball. here. The ghost, uh, what is it called? Um, Fan- just phantom play phantom calls or... or what was it called when he over oh, in the past? No, he touched well, his shoulder was, pad. No. Bo- well, that was when we had ball don't lie after that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they got that pick. pick. I was like, yeah. thank God. So Otherwise, the, the world worked That was out. lame. <laughs> but uh, it didn't work out in the end, though. <laughs> I mean, I do agree with the ref thing, but I agree with it for both teams. I think, yeah, usually, but that's the thing. The GOATs, they're going to get the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, but when you're the don't... great, you're going to, the if there's going to be bad calls, it's going to go. They're going to go their way, mm-hmm. usually. And whether collusion, conspiracy or not, it's going to ha- it's going to happen. Like last year with the Jesse James catch, yeah. I just mm-hmm. they they got bailed out three times <laughs> last year for that stupid catch rule, and it it happened to work in their favor each time. Whether it was collusion or just a coincidence, it, <laughs> it worked happens, out in their. But... It's just funny that's their favor, but I'm t- I can't. I'm sick of the. All right, they're cheaters. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe, but yeah. until we get proof, I can't do it anymore. I'm just, I just want them to go away, please. Just I just think give it's just someone like a, else it's a, a little shot. excessive though with the calls and what, oh. what they, the things that they get. It just like nobody else gets this in any sport. <laughs> it just happens is, to only yeah. them, and they, they only get the benefit of the yeah. doubt all the time. I don't just, know about that one. Have you seen what the NBA refs call for James Harden, that, LeBron James? No, but that that's different, though. What? How is that different? Nah, fine, fine. I, I how is that Nobody different? in football gets the same calls. Well, the NBA, is, I think the NBA is just accept, like constant fouls. And that's where the superstars <laughs> own the league, whereas mm-hmm. in the NBA is different from the yes. NFL. The NFL is still is the owners, the league, and um. They they have control over everything. Usually, the player they really don't give a beep about the players <laughs> when it comes out. They just all right. These guys are making us a boatload of money, and that's but, all I care about. Um, but the re- I do have a concern about. I think I no one should be surprised if this game ends up being 
ruined or comes down to a call by the officials that's going to be controversial. Yeah, I would have is. no surprise no whether doubt. it affects <laughs> one team or the other. Definitely not surprised if it's <laughs> if it, if it, a uh, positive effect for the um, for the Patriots, but but either way, the, we, we know this year the officials have been terrible on all fronts. Yeah. They're just d- double-guessing themselves and just like... Yeah, you have they too don't many know if they rules. Not, they, they don't know, so... But I think every NFL game, there's always a bad call that you say, if that went the other way, then this team could have won or this team would have been in a better position yeah. or the momentum would have been kept. I think it's just every game. It's not just the, these Patriots games. It's not just the Rams and getting away with what they got away with in that championship game. It's It's every game you can say that about. There's always a call that changes the game. And all every single NFL game we've probably seen all year, you can go back and say you always see the fans in the comment section saying, "Oh, the refs screwed us in that game. The refs, the refs, the refs, the refs, the refs." It's all all them, yeah. I mean, enough's they are enough. bad, yeah. but um, but that's the problem though. If you're gonna have this many people complaining, we got yeah, something yeah, wrong. Something fixed, it, though yeah. something's wrong, and it's got to be fixed. How to do that? That's. <laughs> Who knows? Up but, to the yeah, that's smart up to people. The league, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it could become full time. That, no, that's what that's, yeah. that's one step is full time and an extensive training programs in the off season. Because a lot of these guys are lawyers or other things when it's yeah, not well, football. We'd lose one of our favorites and Ed Hockley. Well, he's already gone. <laughs> yeah, he retired, and he yeah. and near the end of his career, he was kind of a hit. Yeah, and his crew was not that great at officiating, but. <laughs> You can almost point to any official uh, officiating crew, and they're they've had a bad <laughs> history. All right, well let's talk uh, let's talk um, predictions. I know we kind of talked about that last week, yeah. but we this week we have Chris um, and maybe us. Your Eric, your prediction may have changed mm. in a week. Yes. So Possibly. let's give let's give. Uh, I want to score score um, score prediction. Who the winner and any other like storyline like who big play or something like that? I want to everybody uh, give me something. Uh, I will start. I am not leaving the Patriots winning the game. I still believe that they are going to win. I do not believe they will win handily. I think it will be close. It will be very competitive. I think most Super Bowls are normally competitive because it's usually two of the best teams in the league playing off against each other. Uh, I do still see him winning. I think the score is going to be in the 30s. These both offenses can do so much, um, and they both will find something to take advantage of. I think Tom Brady is going to take advantage of that corner that keeps talking, um, Mr. Roby Coleman. I think he is going to get... Yeah, he's going to get torched. Yeah, I think he's going to get torched this weekend. I think that's who he's going to be targeting, and I think the Rams... I think they might just run all over him. I really do with Gurley, who's hopefully a little bit more healthy, and Anderson. Uh, I think the biggest play of the game might be a Goff interception. That's the key. If he doesn't throw an interception, then they got a good chance of winning. If he does, if he throws a bad one and the Patriots get the ball, Brady will go right down the the field and score something. It doesn't matter. I think that's the the X factor is whether or not Goff throws an interception or a bad one. Um, uh, let's see. I can't you could have stum- picked the Rams. I know you are. 
I'm gonna pick the Rams. No. Yeah, you're gonna pick the Rams. Hold you're on. not gonna pick the Rams. Let me explain. Pick the Rams last. Yes, Ryan did pick the Rams. I mean, you could go either way here. It's not like doesn't really matter. I mean, it's Super Bowl. It's anything. No, it's not like we're gonna end up on freezing cold takes over here. No, not yet. I can't stomach the fact that Brady could potentially win his sixth title. Yeah, I, oh my god! But I think that I don't think the Rams have enough enough experience, first of all, and enough talent at the like the receiving at the right positions yeah, to to yeah. counteract what the Patriots yeah. are going to bring. So I think Patriots win twenty seven twenty. But it's going to come down to the fourth quarter, final drive. Brady gets the ball, brings him down the field, and scores and. A bunch of controversy before that. So, <laughs> are they running it in? Or are they passing it in? Is it Sony um, Michelle? Is it Rex Burkhead? Is it be a controversial pass is where it, he's either inbounds or not, and they're gonna say he's inbounds when everybody thinks he's out of bounds. All right, that's just gonna happen. To Edelman, <laughs> to Edelman, <laughs> DJ's favorite player is Julian Edelman. Yeah, I'm sick of that dude too. <laughs> um, yeah, we're still here. Bet against us. I'm not. I never was betting against you. So shut up. Um, <laughs> I think I'm gonna stick right around what I did last week. I think I'm gonna go with the, the Patriots. I just think they're gonna. There's no way they lose two Super Bowls in a row. I mean, <laughs> as much as I want them to and hope they do, I just don't see it happening. Um, especially with all this confidence they're rolling in, they it just seems like they're they're ready, they're poised to go. I think I'm gonna go with a. Like I said last week, 31, 28, some along those lines, like 34, 27, something like that. Maybe a field goal here and there that might decide something. Who knows? This year's been the year the kicker missing anything. So who knows? That could happen. I know Greg the Leg was fantastic last game. Yeah. Kiskowski's so. usually pretty consistent, but we've seen the even the Giants fall, the the big kickers that are really good. Um, so I'm gonna go with that, and it's gonna be it's gonna come down to if Golf makes a mistake or if they fumble or. Uh, or a bad, or just a, a weird officiating call because we they don't nobody knows what's happening, and I, th- I just think the Pates, uh, Pates, wow, um, Pat, Patriots win um, Super Bowl MVP. Let's see who. Would, I hope it's not. I hope it's like. I hope it's somebody other defense at this point. It's going to be him again, and I'm going to throw up everywhere, and it's going to be sad. But we'll just move on to the next year. All right, well, yep. still listen to 88.7 WNHU, and this is Joy and Pain, and up next we are going to talk about some of these uh, NBA storylines. So we got we got AD, Anthony AD. Davis, one trade so in the middle of the, of the uh, middle of the season. So what do we what do you think? What are, what are the uh, why? Why? Where does he want to go? Well, they said that he wants he's not going to sign an extension anywhere else besides Los Angeles. <laughs> so basically, no point in anybody else trading for him besides yeah. the Lakers. But I did hear that the Knicks were interested for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, there's a chance he can he's go a good there, player. but he's, he's not a great yeah. player. He's but he's not going to win yeah. anything right there. No, no. Right and now, the quote no, was gonna... wasn't the quote championship contender. Yeah, wasn't so, that yeah. in the quote that Rich Paul came and, out yep, and that's said? But, tough to even consider the Lakers happy. They're kind of a eh. but once you get AD with LeBron, then yeah, it's then. automatic. Yeah. But I still think. It, the Warriors are too good, and the Rockets are really good. The West is too tough. Yes, I do think that no matter what he does, the Warriors are still. 
better than everyone else has at this point. Though their bench is very weak. That is a spot where you can beat them. There's yeah, no doubt about that. But I think when you come down, when it comes down to it with Anthony Davis, he just wants to go to some place where he's actually going to win. And he actually has a chance and he's not going to have to do it by himself because that's what he's been doing for these last couple years. He is the Pelicans. There's nobody else. Drew Holiday's good. He had cousins. It's still been all him. He's literally just a one-man show at this point. He wants to go to some place where he doesn't have to be the show, and he can win. These guys are all about winning because that, guess what? That's where more money comes into you. It's just like how Boogie took less just to go to the Warriors for the year because he knows he's going to get a championship. Someone's going to overpay for him because he's got to get a championship. And he's gonna get all. He's gonna get a sponsorship out of it, or he's gonna get something. He's over there in Golden State, where there's money out all over the place in California, there in the San Francisco area. There's money flowing through the door, out the wazoo over there, Silicon Valley. <laughs> incredible, Cash incredible money there. going around over there. But I think Davis ends up in LA. I don't think there's any real. It's just what LA gives up for him. Yeah. I know they said that if Lonzo gets traded, he wants to go to a contender where they have a point guard opening. Well, so he's not staying in New Orleans. He doesn't on, want to on Lonzo. He's not <laughs> even that good, dude. Yeah, he's just overhyped. He's so overhyped. I mean, yeah, he's a decent player, but he can't score. He's a good passer and whatnot, yeah, but, he, but he's not. not a, he's a, a good role player right, yeah. for now. I mean, he's still young. And he has definitely time to develop into something. But I, he's not. I don't think he's gonna win you. He's not gonna win you anything. No, definitely. He hasn't not. done anything now. If what if he was that good? Same with those other guys in the Lakers besides LeBron. What since he's hurt, they would have been making more noise. And I haven't really heard They'd anything. Still be they've winning been, games. They've yeah. kind of just they're been not floating games. around. They're they're gonna for now. They're striving on LeBron and Anthony Davis. Will def with those two, then yeah. they'll be right back in the mix. I just still think it's the Warriors because they're just too good. I know the bench is a good. Uh, Good point to bring up because you got you can if you can score a lot of points there, when their mm. bench is on the court, then 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 you yeah, have you a chance. A but I just yeah. they're just still they still have too many just flat out all stars and they're, two of arguably the top uh, two players that are top five in the league yeah. on one team mm. and that's just not fair. <laughs> so when you, when a starting five is only starting five, you can two of the top five players in the league are on the court at the same time. It's just unstoppable. I think, uh, going back to the Lakers and LeBron, mm-hmm. I think LeBron has been taking this time off, I think, to evaluate the young talent that he has on the team that <laughs> See who he, he wants to keep. Yeah, he's, he's a GM. GM trade, yeah. That's why he looked at Lonzo, GM, coach, <laughs> Brandon Ingram. Player. These guys haven't really been doing anything since yeah. he's been out. So I think that Maybe he called up Anthony Davis and said, "Oh, demand the trade because I have the pieces. We can, that I can we trade can, for. We can give you. There's some young talent here, though. Yeah. It'll look nice for New Orleans. Uh, I mean, who do you think goes? Is it going to be a three-team deal? Because just because you have to throw a third team in there to just move some pieces, you know, that yeah. happens sometimes. That's, that's just some money. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's some money. money. Yeah. If they can do it straight, they're going to do it straight. Yeah, yeah." Uh, and then if Lonzo's really unhappy with the Pelicans, then he'll move on. But I mean, who do we think? Who do we think is going to come out of the East? I think the East is fairly wide open. Yeah, I think it is. It's obviously going to be the Nets. I, I think obviously, it's, yeah. <laughs> obviously going to be the Nets. I love yeah. for them, but uh, no, no, obviously no, not. They're, they're the a Nets. year or two right. away, maybe. If they win a playoff game, I'd be happy at this yeah. point. 
I think it's Boston's to lose right now. Even though they, wow. they haven't been playing that well, I think they will eventually they get it together. They should be the favorites just because yeah. of the Brad Stevens and that. Yes. They have a just depth all over the, the place. Talent all over the place. But I do think uh, Hayward is an X factor. If he if he can't get it going this season, I think then they're they might done. not go as they're far as you think. But Kyrie's got to stay healthy. And then he yeah. might not resign with them. Yeah, um, that's another storyline. That's another big. That's thing. another thing that's coming out this week. Yeah. But I'm surprised. I just want to go back to that. That Chris admitted <laughs> that the Celtics, the conference, is theirs to lose. Well, that is surprising. But the amount of hate that I've heard, they from should you, make it. You know what I mean? They they should. I do no, think. I, I still think well. they're the best team in that 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 league. I still Watch think they're the best in the Nets, Eastern baby. Conference. <laughs> Watch out for them Nets. Uh, I, I have an interesting take on the well, Nets, but we won't, but we won't yes, get into that. We know, <laughs> we I know your take. I, later. I mean, we yes. have two Nets fans here and a Knicks fan. I mean, I'm a very uh, fair-weather uh, basketball fan, but well, when my Nets are pretty good, I'll pay attention just because I'm not a big NBA guy, but that's a div that we don't need to get into that. good thing for the Celtics is the possibility of if they stay where they are, which they've been incredible since, I forget when it was, November, the beginning of December, their record is one of the best in the NBA. It's like third best. But they're not really moving. They're not making a move up. But what's going to happen is Indianapolis is going to fall. Indiana is going to fall off. The Pacers are going to fall off. They're either going to fall so far off that they fall out or they're going to fall into this like six, seven. Maybe the six. But if the Nets keep doing what they're doing, it's going to be a 4-5 matchup of Celtics-Nets, with which I, I would love to see the Nets win, but obviously the Celtics are going to take care I of them the in like Celtics five. Could, but it's not, I don't know. I think it, dep- it depends how healthy who's the Nets healthy. are. It's who's if healthy, the Nets are as healthy teams. as possible, then I'm, like, I'm not going to be that surprised if somehow the Nets win that, but I would still, I would pick, if that's a series, I would pick the Celtics yeah. probably in six. But you said it's that. gonna be Celtics Nets four five four if, five. Well, because the, the Pacers are higher f- than the four. Yeah, but well, they're, they're not moving. Sitting, they're, they're still not moving. The they're only they were only as of last night. If the Nets, they were three and a half up on the Nets. Yeah, and now they're four and a half up on the Nets. And I don't remember how far they are from the Pacers and the the Bucks are just way ahead of everyone. And the Raptors, the, the which that could be then, then they got to play the Bucks with no playoff experience because they're going to take care of whoever the hell the eight seed is. We don't even know at this <laughs> point. It could be anybody. Flip yeah. a coin. The eight seed is probably going to be a Kemba Walker led Hornets team. Which well, that's a fun team, but <laughs> there's Kemba is not taking them no. to more than one UConn. playoff game. It's not UConn anymore. Yes. So then they get an inexperienced Bucks team. And then they get to go to the conference finals. They could they could play ten games and be in the conference finals just like that, or twelve games, or something like that. Yeah, I mean, and then I they think get the Raptors, and all you have to do with the Raptors is sort of just stop Kawhi. Depth doesn't win. Depth doesn't win championships right now in the NBA. It just doesn't. And that's the Raptors' number one thing, though. Pascal Siakam's taking a huge jump this year, but still, I have a hot take about the Bucks. I think they drop off. I don't because I'm not but I still think the best teams in the East um Raptors yeah. and Celtics. Yeah. But Celtics are being kind of stagnant right now. They're not the healthy. Bucks are good, but I don't I don't know why I'm not buying yeah. them yet, but they, I'm they just not because buying no, them fully. It's not I do love Giannis because yeah, he's just he's, awesome. He's the, the whole offense. They, the, they just give the ball to me, he drives to the so paint, gets fouled. Oh, 
And then that's it. And you just let light it up everywhere else. Shoot threes on them, yeah. and then they're they're not gonna do anything. And he really doesn't have a jump shot either, Giannis. No, he's no. all big. He's just Jones. size underneath. Yeah. That hasn't stopped Giannis yet. Nah, Chris Middleton can ball. <laughs> they have figured something out with a new coach and Mike Budenholzer. Um, well, he did the who same did thing pretty with the well Hawks in Atlanta. Too. Yeah, he did the same thing. So he made them a number one seed too. Yeah, but they didn't win. Yeah, they, they, they didn't they win didn't anything. Anywhere, but well. They made the, the, the that team. That's also because we had LeBron yeah, well, chilling the in the problem East. Was, and yeah, LeBron, he had to yeah. keep going against was, LeBron. Means, he, it no, was like out. the Patriots. Yeah. Up there, there, they're going to go again. <laughs> but I actually like LeBron than Brady because LeBron's a likable person. Yes. And I'm <laughs> – the thing is, I feel like – I mean, there was a time where I didn't like LeBron, but to go back a little bit on the Patriots, I think if you're not a fan of them, you – pretty much don't like them. Yeah, you respect them, but you're like, yeah. all right, go away. I'm tired. <laughs> Bye-bye. Um, but, uh, yeah, the East is – I still think it's wide open Yeah, in the in the NBA. It's, it doesn't matter. Like, you got Celtics, Raptors, Bucks. The Nets are throwing a monkey wrench in there, which is awesome after they've been a debacle for the past four years. Hey, everyone's healthy with the They did a net. great job. They have that G, whoever's One day. I, for, the, I forget who the GM now has been, but Kenny Axe is a great coach. But the, yeah, Sean Marks, yes, that's who it is. Has done a phenomenal job to tr- somehow dig out of this hole that they've, they were very deep in. Yes. The and Knicks are in that hole right now. With depth. Yeah, yeah, the Knicks have, the, a, have a few problems, but that was, I think, Jim Dolan, their owner. Who also owns the Rangers needs yeah. to yeah. go away. It needs to sell the that team. That isn't happening. Yeah, One thing about the Knicks is, well, you guys are two years into your rebuilding process already. Yeah, you're in year yeah. one. We're in year one, and one year removed from the Phil Jackson project. Yeah, which it. was. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, you drafted your Porzingis. So, Don't think yeah. that he didn't do that. Yeah, but that was that was for a different reason. He wanted like incorporate the triangle. Stuff. And that it wasn't works for when you the have development of the franchise. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So. It, it didn't work out all right. It's year but. one with Fisdale, year two with Scott Perry and um, mm-hmm. Steve Mills. So I'm, I'm trusting this this brain trust right There's now. There's been some signs. Culture. So I think I think we have a good future coming up, but it's just going to take it's time. It's going to take. It's going to take. It's going to take time. To, it's like with the net. The Nets. It took like three, four years really yeah. to get anywhere, and it's this year's a little more surprising that they've they've gone this this done this well. Yeah, so so fast too. Well, yeah. but that, I feel but like last year was just injuries. Last year, D'Angelo Russell didn't play half the season. Yeah, and you had there was a lot of things that went wrong with that Nets team last year. With too many injuries, they've been st- and that's starting to happen now. We'll see if they can. Yeah, maintain. well, we keep holding. But the thing that the Nets are doing is that they're developing talent. They're Young the best talent, in the yeah. league at it. Um, whether Deej wants to admit it or not. Bold, bold statement there. That they are. Knox is a rookie. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, you don't year. have to. I'm not comparing it to the Knicks. I'm just saying just in the it. whole league, we're the best at developing talent. <laughs> We've had people say it. Woj has been quoted saying it. That Adrian Wojnarowski. Mor- yes, guy? Has, has been quoted. Hey, they are I'll the best take at that, developing. Man. I will take that. Talent in the NBA. Woj. Woj bomb. <laughs> that, that was an Eric bomb right there. That was that's that's what that was. Yeah. But you want to continue that's, with your next? Yeah. Knox has looked no. nice. Mitchell Robinson is a center he's in the NBA. Seven foot center. You cannot say he's better than Jared Allen. Not no. even close. 
Because Jared Allen's older than him, obviously. Yeah, one year. He play. He, Mitchell Robinson's 19. Jared Allen's 20. And Jared Allen was a little hurt last year, too. Yes, he so. was. Yes, he was. And uh, there's no yeah, question right now. If he could right now, two more, yeah. that would be... Ooh. Allen's a top five center in the league. And Mitchell Robinson didn't right even play basketball last year. No, he didn't. year off. So is Le'Veon Bell sticking a year off. Yeah, go <laughs> rap. see what happens. Keep rapping. Let's see what happens in a year with him. I'm not getting started on that. One thing I want to say about the Knicks and Nets. I think next year, and I've said this to you in our our house, (laughs) (laughs) next year will be the year to end all debates, Knicks, Nets, because the Nets will have their young developing core and a free agent, and we will have our young developing core, KP, and a free agent. And the pick. Yeah, and whatever pick we get. Yeah, whatever. So I think just let them go head to head. Just bang it out (laughs) next year and see who's better. And then... The Nets are better. We go from we'll there. Go that. That, that, the NBA better, we'll that. would love that. You need. You would want. You want a rivalry. You want, or at least you just want both New York teams to be yeah. really good. So it's like, so there's always a debate of like, well, what team is better? Or it's just exciting. It's just exciting. It's just, it's storylines. Yeah. This is yeah. what we want. It's better I think product it's fun. for the NBA too. It brings more yeah. money because the Garden's making money. Barclays making yeah, money. Like there's both just, ni- wonderful business. venues in. Yep. <laughs> Best city in the world, like come on, and it's basketball in New York. Like yeah. that's what's yeah. more synonymous besides that is street ball right there. Yep, I would love to see these guys play street ball, but that would not happen. Cool. But yeah, well, the NBA is sort of that way a little bit. A little yeah, but bit. you play you play defense in street. You yeah. you throw bows. You get yes. people like, get thrown left we, and right. We didn't grow up in this time, but if we <laughs> no. were watching in the eight seventies, eighties, nineties. That was like I've had my parents, older generation. They've said that was like the best. Bat, yeah. Like one of the best, just as far as sports go, it was a phenomenal playoff series to watch, no matter who was in it. Obviously, Lakers, Celtics were great. Anything in the 90s. Yep. Knicks, Bulls. Knicks, Bulls. Yeah. And then you had the Bad Boys, yep. Detroit. Detroit Bulls. Who you, my mom's Detroit a big Knicks fan. She hated those guys. <laughs> but, uh, that's yeah. fun. I mean, that's what that's what we want to see. And and see, they they have some. They don't have really that many big names on both of these teams besides KP. But I think he's really just a big name just because he's on the Knicks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's good. I do. I'm not gonna. If you we'll die, I hope he stays. I love KP, and Hopefully I want him to stay healthy and healthy. play. Um, and you'd like to see them take down these giants of of the Warriors, James Harden, and the Rockets. You, I would love to see that. That's what I want to see. That's what's cool about it. the Super Bowl is you're seeing these young Jared Goff yeah, run up against <laughs> the GOAT, like the juggernaut mm-hmm. evil empire Patriots. Like, it's still, as much as I hate seeing them in it, you do love seeing them lose. Yeah, so, so that's, the, that's the one good thing about when these dynasties or these big heavyweights are in there. You love seeing these teams lose. I'm worried about poor Zingas going back to him. Those guys over seven feet, they don't stay healthy a lot of the times. That's You've tough. seen it, yes. You've seen Yao Ming was derailed by injuries. The list can go on and on. Greg Oden. Yeah, but he's I, not a traditional traditional big man. Doesn't it's he's, just he's the seven height? Foot, the obviously, height, but part. he's seven three. His game is it's not the height. Big the man height, game. but he's just so big that it's weird combining Those with his muscles game. In- yeah, the bones. He needs to just get big. Yeah, his bones. The bones just aren't as strong. Taking those calcium pills, dude. Drink some milk. Now, Deej, um, do you flip Porzingis, Knox for Davis? End of first. You got to throw next year's first. You're obviously not going to throw this year's first. Is he but then he's back, just, but then he's he's back to square run, though, in, in yeah. New Orleans. So it's not. Yes. It's going to be. You ha- if you didn't well, have to give up the first round pick, then 
then definitely well, that would be great. But the, you have to though to get him. There's no way you. Could. The Pelicans don't care if the if he Actually, decides to point, sign so. the extension. I would keep Knox and KP. I would keep them as the only two players, and everybody else is expendable. Yeah, and the but pick too. You're not getting Davis. You can't that's get Davis offer. without Everybody Knox. And <laughs> besides Knox <laughs> and Davis. Well, that's the problem. And, and, and that's the pick. No. The pick. First pick overall. You give him Zion the Williamson. potential to get Zion, <laughs> which you still you not still number one in that. Guard, though. You need like a guard at that point. Because well, too then many you, big guys. Well, they this probably is, wouldn't take like Trey Burke or yeah. uh, the one what's his name? thing that Moutier. the yeah. secret storyline, the sneaker sneaky storyline coming out of the Anthony Davis thing is... What happens with Drew Holiday? Does he go with Davis in a deal to somebody else? Pretty That'd sure he's on the max. And then he also, I think, came out and said that 90% of the reason he's still in New Orleans is Anthony Davis. <laughs> so, where does he go well, from here? That makes sense because they wouldn't have anybody. He wouldn't have anybody to pass to if he. If he <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's he also, I'm there. pretty sure, has <laughs> signed his max ex- max extension. So there's a little money issue there, but. That's that's the thing to watch for when Davis goes and the and the dust settles on the Anthony Davis exactly, thing yeah. is where Drew Holiday goes because he is definitely a playoff contributing point guard, no doubt about that. That could be used, yeah. Yes, absolutely. He plays defense too, something mm. that not everyone does in this league. Yeah, so we'll see what happens with yeah. that. Yes, it'll be interesting. Yeah, definitely. All right, still listening. Eighty-eight point seven, WNHU. This is uh, Joy and Pain. Don't forget that. Um, let's move on to uh, some of the, the MLB offseasons. kind of been quiet. It's been a very, mm, quiet. Yeah, very quiet. This is the second year in a row. It's been a, the hot stove hasn't been so hot. It's nope. been very it's cold. It's always so been much there. It has changed. And that's kind of unfortunate. Because like two, three years ago, or four, three to four, I would say, it was, uh, it was, get, it was hot. There was a lot of stuff going on. Like right after the World Series, it was like, all right, let's go. Let's gear up. Who's getting who? Who's traded? What's going on here? This and that, but nothing's happened. And we have huge names. Obviously, we have the Machado and Harper. Mm-hmm. What's going on with them? But we still have like Dallas Keuchel. You have like a bunch yeah. of guys like Keuchel top Cy Young. Yeah, that's a, Cy, that's a Cy Young yeah. guy, still relatively in his prime, who's not been signed. Mm-hmm. What's going on? I think just the owners just being cheap and just yeah. wanting to do more player development, keeping their farm system intact. And they just don't want to pay three hundred million dollars for a player that's going to age over the yeah. And the what if they the get contract. hurt? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's I mean, I, that's well, that's what my Jays team's doing. They do yeah. technically. The Jays right now have the money to sign Harper <laughs> and Machado. Mm-hmm. Not that I want. I would like no. Harper because I no. do like him. Yeah. Not Machado because I hate no, that not guy. With the, not with the system you have. But no, not with, that's exactly. But if you know more about the Jays, at least like I do, and I know Eric does, and I'm sure you do as mm-hmm. well because we talk about it constantly. Yeah. Um, they have a phenomenal farm system that's a bunch of guys are on the brink of being up. So I'm not spending any money on no. anybody. I'm waiting for I'm, all I'm waiting for is Vladdy Jr., but yeah. Yeah. that's a different it, discussion. You could have him for 10 years, or you could have... Mm. Uh, and the guy's only 19. Years. So, yeah. so yeah. I'm taking Vladdy Jr., Vladdy who's, Jr. Yeah. who's been Parker. regarded as like, this guy should have been up in the majors last middle year. last year. So... <laughs> I'm okay with that. And you have to pay him peanuts too. He's not going to demand yeah. a lot of money. Let's do not, arbitration yeah. with him for ten years yeah. straight. Exactly. <laughs> you get like a million dollars. So yeah. it's a cheap alternative to a Harper or Machado. It yeah. makes. Uh, I got two points here. It makes a lot of sense from the owner's standpoint. I get absolutely what they're 
why they refuse to spend any money. Just look at uh, first off the Rays. Last year they won Are ninety the, games. The, Within the last the ten years they've been to Tampa a World Bay Series. Ray. Like they've spent Kevin very Cash, very little, too. and they have gotten very very far without having to spend the money. And that's also, in a division that's impossible yes. to win yeah. games. Also the luxury tax. Nobody really wants to spend it. Mostly the second you are a three-year repeater, it gets, oh, that turns into a lot of money when you're over. It gets steep. Yes, it gets steep. And then my other point is, this is my so-and-so called take, we'll call it. (laughs) I don't know how hot it is, but. We'll find out. I don't think Machado has received an offer over 200 million yet. I think, or uh, 200 million is the max. I I think he's received. I I think that's why he hasn't gotten anywhere yet because I think he's going to be the first to sign. I think Boris is going to wait for Machado but I don't think he's gotten more than I think there wasn't. they said the White Sox might have offered him 200 No, I right? think it was 10 years, 175 million. Yeah, exactly. But you think that, that was true or you think that was just a plea by the agent to just try to get it, it could be. To I, get. I really don't think. I think he would have signed already yeah. if he had gotten a decent offer. I don't think he's gotten anything over 200. I think Harper has at some point we from the Nationals. Yeah, yeah, Nationals but he just years clearly, clearly yeah. just wants to be yeah. somewhere else, yeah. which is kind of weird because he's loved that place, played there, but they've they haven't won any. They've they've been so good and they haven't been able to even get to a series. So I think he just wants new scenery, go somewhere else. But where is that going to be? I let's read those. Let's, uh, let's read those tweets. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we have some we're going to do a, a quick Twitter segment. You can follow us on at JoyandPainWNHU. You could tweet us some questions and we'll read it live on air. So let's get to it. Hold, please. <laughs> One second. Let me <laughs> get my phone out. Getting the. Uh, Just real quick while he's getting his phone out. Uh, I think Machado and Harper still will not be signed by the time spring training starts. All right. So the first question there comes enough. from. At JPC3J from uh, West Haven. <laughs> and he says, At Joy and Payne, WNHU, where do you guys think is most likely landing spots for Machado and Harper? Uh, see that? Um, I think I'm leaning towards Harper going to the Phillies. Someone's going to Philly. Some, yeah, Someone's yeah. Going, one of the two is going to Philly. And I get I, it's tough with Machado. I mean, I, we know the White Sox have been in contact. So I, I'm leaning towards there. I know they have the money to pay him, but it's whether they are going to pay him and sign him. I think they've these guys the are most. too good that somebody they, they're going to be on a team at some point, mm-hmm. whether it is before spring training or after it. It's going to happen. It has to happen before the season starts. Like yeah. you need the somebody yeah. has to sign these guys, and it's really tough to say. He's not. He's not. None of them are going to the Yankees. Is that no. stupid no. for the Yankees to do that? Because they have already. Uh, a plethora of guys all over the field, infield, after, and the Yankees need pitching. If they need, if they want to add anything, get starting pitching. That's their need. So they don't mm-hmm. need. Uh, they need extra. They don't need an outfielder or a, or a shortstop that has some questionable yeah. uh, hustling things and um, kind of kind of a scum scummy player from certain perspectives. Yeah. My perspective. <laughs> Yes, because I'm a Jays fan. I've watched him play in the Orioles, and I hate that team. And then I'm not a big fan of the Dodgers anyway, and we saw what he did in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that the World Series game or that the NLC? That NLC well, yeah. He stepped on the guy's ankle. Yeah, stepped I think on that was the World Series. World Series, yeah. See, like yeah. that, as Bushley, we don't like yeah. that here. But uh, 
I, I'm leaning Machado, White Sox for now, just yeah. because they've been in contact and yeah. they have the money. And Harper and the Phillies, just because we've heard a lot of buzz around that, and I haven't heard anything else for Harper really besides the Nationals. And he, they offered him something ridiculous, and he said no. So he's, he's obviously not, not go going there. Yeah. So I, I agree. I 100% think as of right now just the current thoughts, is that Machado ends up as the White Sox because I think he gets the most money from them. They're going to be the only ones who give that major big contract, possibly, which these owners aren't looking to shell out. So that's why I think he ends up there. And I think the Phillies get Harper. I think that they're going to shell out the money. If Philly gets nobody, I think they end up Keiko. There's a there, there's a hot take for you. There is a World Series winner and a Cy Young still floating around in the market. Yeah, like it's love like to just, sign a guy just, like that. Been in World Series, plenty of playoff games. Yep, he's a solid guy. He just goes out there, does what he's got to do. Doesn't really throw the ball in the strike zone, but he still gets out and outs anyway. It's incredible what he does. But that man won a Cy Young and is still a free agent at this point. And, and you hear nothing about him. You don't hear anything about uh, Dallas Keuchel. Ever anything? Nothing. No offers. Nothing. No, nothing. nothing. And, I, and I, then he tweeted I, any too. Any team would love to have a guy like that. Like yeah, I would yeah. love for my team to sign him, but yeah. they're not. Me too. You, with the the, Mets. Term, the yeah. Blue Jays need the pitching. That's what so I that's, mean. That's, that's a story for another day, yeah, though. Exactly. That's a story for I'll another day. I'll take my starter with the Mets, but. They're, gonna be, they're too cheap. They, they wouldn't yeah. pay that money. Will no, Pond. He wants to be Will Pond. They that's spent also money, another though. story for another we'll do day. That next week. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's a whole segment <laughs> we can go on the Mets. It could go for an hour. Just just the cheapness of the Mets. <laughs> Going back to uh, Machado, I was looking at uh, Sports Illustrated today, and they said that the Padres are actually interested in Machado. Yeah, that's okay. a sleeper. Like a sneaky, they, that's a sleeper that's, team. But they right. need him at third because yeah. there's nobody in the farm system that can play third for the Padres. There's nobody on the team right now that can play third because Spandenberg's done nothing and Christian Villanueva went to Japan yeah. to start and playing with Korea. Know, one we know Machado is really yes. hell-bent on playing yeah, short. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the issue there. He's, that's still a, he's still an elite third base. He's a better third baseman yes. than he is at short. Not that he's bad at short yeah he's still like <laughs> fairly elite at short but he's just even better at third so, so the, i don't, I don't the, really understand the thing why. with the padres is whether or not machado swallows his pride and plays third because they're not moving tatis jr from yeah. shortstop it's not happening he's pretty much ready for the majors and even if that he doesn't get himself ready luis urias is over there too that could play shortstop no problem and then it also said in the same article that they might be more interested in Mustakis than Machado for third. All right, and that's so. cheap. That's cheaper. He's gonna go. Soon and that's after. there's less uh, baggage with, yes. with Mustakis. He's yes. had a tough break the last two off seasons. Oh, yeah. he got he's screwed. Right. He's gotten he projected to get three hundred million himself, and he got one no, deal back, yeah. the, back with the with Royals. Bru- yeah. uh, who were or was, yeah. it, was the Royals or the Brewers? The Royals. Royals. And, and then then he got traded to the Brewers. So that was good for him that he was able to be in the playoffs. And then not uh, rotting away on that Royals team. Yeah, I heard we have another tweet. We do have another tweet. This one is all the way from Delaware. Hey, Ooh. hey, Delaware in the house! Shout out! We have fans from all over the. That place. was my state oh. for uh, my state project in fifth grade. First state, baby. There is no professional team there in the big Blue Hens. <laughs> yes, the Blue Hens. That's at it. J Harold Twelve. He tweets, at Joanne Payne, WNHU, do you think there should be a deadline for free agents to sign in the MLB offseason? Like a set date for free agents to sign? And should there be a penalty if this doesn't occur? 
Mm, that's a very interesting point i do like that point but i say no because that would just take away any leverage that the players would have at all like they wouldn't be able to they wouldn't get their the max amount of uh, money that they could Mm -hmm. be getting because the obviously teams owners gms would just wait Mm -hmm. till the very end and be like all right we're giving you this you you're either playing or you're not yeah i don't think from a leverage standpoint that the players would get any leverage in that situation i think the one thing you can say is that oh in soccer they have deadline days and the price always goes up on deadline day but that's that's a different also there's no trading after that like in baseball you have trades so if i don't have a right field there well i'll just go talk to the reds or the whoever it is, and say, oh, you have somebody that can help me out. Let's work on a deal for Yasiel Puig. That's a current day situation that could possibly happen. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you're really looking for somebody, you could always trade for someone. Like, in soccer, when it comes to deadline day, there is no trading. That's it. You, this is That last day is the last day you can make any moves for anybody. Besides, you could loan in some guy, but, like, big teams aren't going to loan in some guy because some youth player because they're not going to make a difference on their team. But no, I don't see that working at all. At I don't think it really helps at all. I think it's still the owners are still and the GMs still have the leverage in that situation. I don't think that's going to change things. Maybe the only really hot take thing is is that maybe you have a structured, settled type thing. Like if you want to side out young, you have to automatically make like twenty million or something like that. That would be. Everyone has a contract structure, yeah. like mattering on your at bats and how what's your average and what you're hitting, and you fall into the salary structure, like that, yeah. and you fall into the salary structure. That'd be an interesting thing. But yeah. I, that's yeah. never happening that in a million would, years. That would limit the earning potential of the players. You know, like it, well, it, if it, you're really good, you get thirty five. Yeah, but they, sometimes 35. they get overpaid by these teams that just want to spend on big names. So Yeah, but you know. look at the two guys. The two guys that should make the most money out of any of these free agents is the Harper and the Machados, and they are sitting here not getting anything. They are yeah, sitting uh, here still at home wondering whether or not they're getting their money. These guys might not get $30 million at the end of the day. $300 million. <laughs> with 30, 30 a year. 30 a year. They might not get 30 a year. No, it's going to be less no I, I don't think. If it's this long, there's no way. Because it's, it was just going off of that that question is if you wait this long <laughs> and there is a deadline, it's it almost seems like it is that is already kind of the case now based on the past two years because there's been no hot stove action. It's been very – it's been off. The stove has been turned off, unplugged until the very last minute. And it's like, oh, okay, we forgot that these guys were not signed. <laughs> the owners just don't want to spend the money. They yeah. just—they know that they can get somebody cheap. There's the arbitration system and all that stuff. And but, then they want big farm yeah. systems. That's, that's the key. But from the Machado standpoint and the Harper standpoint, if they had this so-and-so called deadline on that last day, they'd be going to the last day pretty much. You'd be saying, well... Some team will go, oh, well, you're only getting 150. I guess I'll give you 175, but they're still not going to get the 300 just because there's a deadline. They're not. It's not going to happen. Just not. Yeah. I agree with you guys. I don't think there should be a deadline for the sign free agents, but I do think there should be a trade deadline earlier on in the offseason, like maybe during winter meetings. 
Okay. So you that's which an forces so you the could free get agency. deals done faster, and then it leaves and the free agency. And then agents. free agency. Then it's like, yes. all right, then we yeah. actually have to. We we, we missed out on trades, or we made one, mm-hmm. and we want to. We still want to make other moves. Mm-hmm. We can. Then, yeah, we can still get. Free agents, get but the problem with that agency. is that obviously no other leagues do that, and does, yeah. does do they get a backlash from the fans about that? It's I mean, innovative, they, and baseball wants yeah. to get innovative. Yeah. They want to appeal needs, to the younger fans. Baseball fan. needs, but to be is that really appealing to the younger fan, or is that just making a money decision for players? Like, well, is that really I mean, changing a it, younger it fan's the opinion? Player movement and it could though. Back it, it could be both. Yeah. It could work out that it 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 is a money move for these teams, but it's also, hey, I'm a young fan. I'm seeing. These these big names go back and forth. What's going on? Let me let me watch. Yeah, I want to see where intriguing. they're going. Yeah, what's yeah. it's it's creating buzz and that they need to do that. And I know there's they have bigger problems with pace of play, but there's only so much you can do before you ruin the integrity of baseball. Like, yeah. come on, it's either you're a fan of baseball or you're not. Huh. There are ways to get younger fans, and I think they have to do more on social media. Like I know you can't like I know the NBA does if you have like highlights, you film highlights on your phone or something or tweet something yeah uh you tweet at the nba and the teams and they they interact you can't do that in the mlb they have like rules against it that's <laughs> stupid you want you're oh we have a problem with young viewership and just viewership in general then let you got to use social media up the wazoo that's where these kids are instagram twitter even facebook still i know they're streaming games on there mm. i don't mind it because i don't live in the toronto area so it's hard for me to watch games so uh if they're on Facebook, I just pop on Facebook or playing a local team, I do that. I mean, there's other ways to watch games that I'm not going to say here, <laughs> but <laughs> it's that's up to whoever. But I think the we'll buzz see. is still there, though. I, I yeah. disagree with that point that the buzz for Machado and Harper is still there. It's every day oh, you hear something new, and every day they spin it in a different way. And every day it's like, oh, is this team now in it? Or, okay, did the White Sox offer this? Or did the Phillies offer that? Or did did, did Machado actually get a $200, a $200 million offer? Did Harper actually get a $300, offer, $300 million offer from the Nationals? Like, did this actually happen? There's still huge buzz about those two. I think that's still there for the kids and... I think they have other issues. The game's just long. It's too long for a generation that doesn't like to wait around for much at all. No, very no, short no. attention span. No. Yes, very short. There's a lot more things you can do. Just look at your phones right next to you or right right in your pockets, how much you can do just on that. That's the big, yeah, that biggest exactly. thing that yeah. the MLB is fighting. All right, so we want to thank James Cassidy and Jordan Harold for tweeting us today to help mm-hmm. us with our Twitter segment. Hopefully, other people that are listening could tweet us uh, at Pain, WNHU. Uh, tweet us next week with your questions, and we'll be sure to answer them on the air. All right, that'll do it for Join Pain uh, from the University of New Haven. Listen to 88.7 WNHU, playing the music we love. I'm Devin. I'm Eric. And I'm Chris, and we'll see you next time on Joy and Pain, Tuesdays, 4 to 5. Peace out.
Oh, 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 oh,